This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hey everyone, I've got a really quick thing to tell you before we get into the show. Right now, roosterteeth.com has first memberships on discount. That's right, you can use a special code to get a year of first membership for $45. That's 35% off. All you gotta do is go to roosterteeth.com slash sign up and use the code FIRST45. And then you can use that first membership to watch some really cool like stuff we have up on the site, like you know Haunter or, or Weird Place. You can listen to podcasts without ads on them. It's pretty cool, and it supports us directly. So give that a shot. Again, roosterteeth.com slash sign up. Use first 45 as the promo code, and uh, get yourself a year first. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Annual Pass. This is the podcast where we talk about all things rides, attractions, shows. If it happens in a theme park, it happens here on Annual Pass. I'm your host, Jack Patillo, and of course, joining me as always are my lovely, talented, and beautiful co-host, Jeff Ramsey and PK. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Hello, Jack. <laughs> We're recording a little <laughs> bit late today, so uh, energy might be a little different. Uh, Jeff has his uh, his golf ball. Our this is hour luck. 11 of my work day today. <laughs> it's been mm-hmm. a long day. Uh, we, we've, we've got a very special guest on the show today. We'll get to him in just a second. Real quick, thank you very much, everyone, for listening and watching Annual Pass. YouTube.com slash Annual Pass. If you want to watch us live, you can see me rocking my Everest shirt because I'm going running after this. Okay. On Mount Everest? Yeah, I'm going running on Mount Everest. Wow. No, this is my Everest shirt I got for running in the... the the run Disney 5K, or I think five or ten. Which one was it? Says five. 5K, 5K, yeah, 5K. And so I'm going to go running. I'm training because I've got the the run. I've got the the Disney marathon oh, right, weekend the Disney in January. Marathon thing that people that like to do when they hate themselves got it. Yeah, you exactly. Know, it, <laughs> it just struck me for the first time that mm. he might be lying about this whole deal. What? You think he's? Fibber? I mean, he's he's, he's won a 5K. I guess I mean, he did a 5K. Just, did you get off Craigslist? He can take the same photos at the 5K as he does at the marathon, That's right? That's smart. All you have to do is just change <sighs> the year. You yeah. are you guys. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> wow. So Startling revelations. YouTube.com slash annual pass. You can check us out over there. Also on TikTok, we are annual pass pod over on TikTok. Uh, we're also on social media stuff, annual underscore pass on the Twitters and the Instagrams. Go follow us over there for all the good stuff. And grab some merchandise. We have some new merchandise up in the store. Our new spooky stuff at store.roosterteeth.com. You can grab our new shirt, including the one that has all of the, uh, we're like the universal classic monsters. It's so cool. I love it. I'm Frank. It's so nice. So, <laughs> but uh, anyway, we have have a very very fun episode planned today we are recording late for us today it's actually about six o'clock at night because we have a guest who is on the other side of the planet so we have our friend australia uh, no close close a little bit further new north new zealand i'm thinking i thought you're gonna say new york, for some <laughs> new york. that is uh, another world so uh we have chris who is the T- he's tdr explorer over on youtube and he is a, a japanese theme park vlogger excuse me he vlogs about japanese theme parks i should say and and, uh, and yeah, and Chris, welcome to Annual Pass. We are so happy to have you here today. Hi, thanks for having me. It's um, it's kind of early here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Our, our security, when we were walking, he's like, what are you doing here so late? It's like, oh, we're, we're talking to a guy in Japan. It's like 8 a.m. over there. So he's like, oh, that's cool. So I'm glad we were able to work this out. It's been sort of back and forth until we could find a time that worked for all of us because we didn't want to make you wake up at like 4 a.m. to do a podcast. That would be a bit cruel. But I'm very, very excited to talk to you today. So uh, you do a lot of theme park vlogging over in Japanese parks, so all the parks over there. How did you get your start doing that? Kind of by accident, I guess. Uh, like I, I initially moved to Japan. Oh gosh, it's going to be close to nine years ago. Okay. And um, my plan was to be here for just a year. Um, very classic story to a lot of people that live here. <laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> and uh, I was always a theme park person. And when I uh, figured out that I could go to like Tokyo Disneyland, Universal Studios Japan, much easier here. Uh, because I, I'm I'm from Canada originally, you know, theme parks are a little sparse mm-hmm. in that country. <laughs> um, so being able to come to Tokyo Disneyland and Universal, it was very um, very novel for me. So I decided to uh, get annual passes, and I started going, and I just started blogging about it, um, just what I was doing. Like I was in, there was no real plan, and then eventually I found that uh, people wanted to know more about the parks here because there wasn't. A lot of information at the time uh, in English, especially updated information on how things run here. So it just kind of started to pick up. Um, and then eventually it just kind of took off on me. I started doing YouTube videos and 
here we are. <laughs> now, before you started this, were you a theme park enthusiast? Like w way back in Canada, were you going to theme parks and, and like keeping up with the, the news and the lore and stuff? Uh, or was that something you kind of fell in love with through Tokyo theme parks or Japanese theme parks? I was kind of a late bloomer, I guess, for theme parks, specifically, I guess, Disney theme parks. It mm. wasn't until 2010 when I first went to a Disney park. Oh, wow. Just because where we grew up, or like where I grew up in, in Canada, in Saskatchewan, it's it was really hard to get to either coast in the US. It wasn't cheap. Um, so we just never went as a family. But I, I do remember growing up, I was always excited for the summer fair with all the, the rides and, and things like that. Like I was so excited to the point where I couldn't sleep as a child, you know, the, the uh, night before. So I guess <laughs> kind of thinking about it now, I, I guess it was kind of natural that I was going to gravitate towards that at some point. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with being a late bloomer to it. I still haven't bloomed. Uh, they tell me it's going to happen. We're waiting. Here, I'm 47 yeah. and I'm still, still waiting to bloom. Yeah, Jeff went to his very first Disney park right before COVID, or I guess right at the beginning of the pandemic, right before everything kind of shut <laughs> well, down. Well, I had gone to Disney World as a child. Don't okay, that's true. He, yeah. he did go, uh, for what it's worth, he went to Epcot in 82, <laughs> like the year it opened. So wow. He, but he didn't realize it. He was like a little kid. Yeah, it, it meant nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you hurt my soul, Jeff. Why? Oh, Oh, man so i was seven what did i care <laughs> so that's pretty cool so this is something that has kind of turned into uh, i mean it went from something that you just kind of had fun with to now it's like you know it's a huge thing like your channel's fantastic and i mean i know i've watched a bunch of your videos because you know i'm sure a lot of theme park fans here in the states especially i want to go to the japanese parks i mean we pretty much started this show i mean like b between us the reason why i started annual pass was mainly to go to japan and have my my company pay for it <laughs> and uh, and actually be able to go to all the parks out there i still i still have yet to go out to tokyo at all and i mean there's so many great parks out there and i always see these amazing videos of cool stuff i mean like i mean like tokyo disney sea alone is like is worth going out just to, to check out and spend a whole week out there it feels like but uh, i mean that that's that's wild so i mean how many people do you think are, like are just just doing that, sort of living vicariously through you that watch your content. Um, it's it, it seems like a lot. <laughs> I get a lot of comments, <clears throat> especially during the pandemic. Um, a lot of people were kind of living through me, and uh, you know, uh, others have been doing kind of the same thing. Because, um, well, I guess as of this recording, uh, Japan is still kind of closed. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah. to tourists, so I've been trying to get over there, they won't let me. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say there's. There's quite a few, uh, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. It certainly feels like, too, I mean, especially, like, as a fan of theme parks and whatnot, we just had D23 here in the States, which is Disney's big, like, conference where they announce a bunch of cool stuff coming out. And it felt like uh, the, all the, the sort of North American parks were kind of slim pickings, but it feels like all the overseas parks are like, hey, we're doing all this cool stuff. And, you know, as most people, or as a lot of people know, uh, Tokyo Disney is actually run by a different group. It's not owned by the Disney company. They basically just kind of, like, license everything out to a different company running it. And that company is dropping money. Like, they are, they are putting cool new stuff and that's why it feels like that park is always like top of the line newest coolest stuff and it is pretty frustrating <laughs> as, an, yeah. as an american uh you know living in america watching the parks here kind of they're going like oh they're good enough don't worry about it but uh yeah seeing you guys eat healthy over there is pretty it's, it's very frustrating for me i gotta say seeing all the cool <laughs> stuff coming out to japan that that's the cool stuff the eating healthy yeah well i'm saying the parks are <laughs> They're the re the okay, okay, Tomorrowland. Okay. We've got we've got Tron that's been sitting there Woo! being built for the past thirty years. It feels like at this point, <laughs> not even not even opening this year. It's opening next year. There's people yeah. riding it right now, and they're not even opening it this year. What is going on here? I don't. Anyway, the the train's still not up and running. It feels like Magic Kingdom's kind of been left in the in the dust, and it feels like like the Tokyo parks, even like the Paris parks, are getting stuff mm -hmm. now. Like but, what? Well, in Paris right now, they're, they're already um, expanding all of the Avengers Campus stuff. They have a drone show over there in Paris, which they don't have anywhere else, surprisingly. I don't surprisingly. think that's legal here, so. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they can kind of do whatever they want in their own backyard you know in Florida. You're right. So. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, oh. here in the states, not a lot's going on. What what is the biggest thing? Like, so what is what do you what would you say is the biggest difference between the the Tokyo parks versus the American parks? Like, I, I'm sure there's major cultural differences. And what what was the biggest thing that kind of struck you when you started going to those places? I would say the the uh, orderliness mm. is that a word? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just how everything was very in order, very. Um, very clean, very neat, a lot of attention to detail. Um, and this is no shade to the US parks, but you know, when I go to the US parks, I'm like, oh, okay. 
<laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. Kind of my reaction. Shade those U.S. parks, please do. So, just disgusting, slovenly hell holes. I got. I gotta ask. So, the toilets, man. How how awesome are the bathrooms in Disneyland? Okay, that's, I gotta that's ask. That's your question. Come on, all right. We have if a gentleman you know, here. Ben will vouch. Uh, if you know, okay. Listen, Japan is on to something novelty with their with their bathroom etiquette and yeah. their toilet situation. Like it is next level. We are living an impoverished life here. <laughs> so I need to know: is it that good in in the park, or is it just like same old hole in the ground? I'm fine with that. I've done that in public places. I just need to know. Let me put it this way. I would rather, so if I'm at like the US parks, yeah. I'd rather go back to my hotel and do my business. <laughs> um, but whereas here, um, I have no qualms whatsoever. Coolin, I'm sorry, I just needed to know, I needed to know. They're good. They're they're really good. <laughs> now, it's a, so for for someone like me, so I'm like you know, I, I a very very large American dude. <laughs> like if if I went over to the parks out in Tokyo, like would I have issues getting around there? Like, a I'm very naive, and would I be able to like walk around and be able to like understand where I'm at? Like, Can he what? fit through doors? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like well, I mean, <laughs> I've heard like I, I don't know if, I don't know if it's in China or in Japan. That's a good question. Well, no, I'm, I'm just saying like would I be able to like you know someone who doesn't speak Japanese like well, would I be able to get through the Will they be horrified by my presence? <laughs> but I, like, would I be able to manage myself through the park? Like, it's, you know, there's there's times where things are different. Like, well, they're yeah. built for different no, cultures. You're right. You go to Florida, and most of the street signs are in English. But then when you drive to Miami, they turn into Spanish. Yeah, yeah. I just I, is it like that at Disney? I'm curious. It's got to be maybe a little half and half. What yeah, like speaking like when I went to Paris, like it was yeah, like literally much? half English and half in French. Okay. How many so. how many signs are in Spanish at Tokyo Disney? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> a good question. I think there's a couple actually at Disney Sea. There, there you go. go. Awesome. Because like a, there's a Lost River Delta area. That's Ooh. like South America. Is Disney Sea as cool as it seems? Yes. It's not an exaggeration. <laughs> Straight answer. They have that like 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea ride there that I saw in the Imagineering mm -hmm. documentary. It looks so... It made it made me want to bloom a little bit. Yeah, I'll be yeah, honest. just a little. Yeah, just a little. One petal. Come out of your shell a little bit. Uh, it is interesting because you know, like the the Florida park and even even California to some extent, they they're very like insulated from the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Where it feels like the the you know the Tokyo parks. You can see stuff outside of there. You can see, like, at Disney Sea, you can see, like, the bay, and you can see ships going by and uh, stuff. Okay. And, I mean, to me, that's kind of, I don't know if that, is that really immersion-breaking, Chris, or is that kind of, you just sort of get used to it when you're in the parks? You kind of get used to it, because um, you can see Mount Fuji from Disney Sea if you go on the SS Columbia. So you can see Mount Fuji way in the distance. Wow. Uh, you can see oh, the cool. Tokyo Sky Tree as well from the Ooh. from Disney Sea. I feel like Disneyland's a little easier or a little more, I guess, lower. Mm -hmm. So you can't really see outside of it. But Disney Sea, there's a lot of like high points, so you can see outside the parks and stuff a little bit easier. Oh, they were so smart with the branding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Disney does, Sea. Does it like? Does it feel? <laughs> that's once again very funny. Thank you. Uh, does it feel like a Disney park? Disney Sea? Does it? I mean, are you immediately immersed in in the world of Disney? Does it feel authentic and 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 just like you? I guess like we would experience here. Um, traditionally, no. Hmm. Like if you weren't told it was Disney, you would have to kind of really look for it. I guess because uh, it's not like there's Mickey plastered everywhere. Hmm. Um, so it's it's not a like. It's not immediately apparent that it's a Disney park. Yeah, that, that is interesting because I, there's another podcast I was listening to and they were talking about different stuff that happened to D23. And one of the things that's coming to Tokyo is they're actually building a new Walt statue where it's Walt sitting on a bench with Mickey and like Walt's pointing. The idea, it's it's where Walt kind of got the idea to build Disneyland out in California. There's a bench across from a park and he's like, oh, I should make a, a park for, for kids and adults. And they were pointing out, it's like, do like do Japanese people care about Walt Disney at this point? Is it just kind of like, and I'm like, like that's more for Disney super nerds like us, or is that a, like, is he known as a figure out there, or is it just kind of like whatever? We know Disneyland, but we don't know the people behind it. Uh, people know who he is, but I don't think he has as strong of like a hold here. I guess like there's just no, there's no cultural ties to him here. It's just like this person that invented disneyland and that's okay. pretty much it so so what say. your average person going into the park where they know who walt disney is or there's like oh it's someone named after this park i don't think most people would know yeah, yeah. i don't think the casual person would know they would know who mickey is you know, that's probably <laughs> about the extent <laughs> i would hope so i would hope so 
Man, well, okay, so we've talked a lot about Disney, but let's talk about Universal, too. So, especially right now, you know, Halloween Horror Nights is going on out in in Universal Studios here in in Florida and Hollywood. But also, there's Halloween Horror Nights out in in Universal Japan as well. And can you talk about the experience out there? Because I'm curious to know sort of the cultural differences and how the parks handle it differently. Because there's a lot of stuff out there that we're not getting in the States. And I'm curious to if you know any of the differences. So I've only been to Horror Nights in Orlando, so that's really the only thing I can compare to. Okay. That's the biggest one, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I guess like probably the biggest thing that um, I find I always have to explain to people is Horror Nights at uh, Universal Studios Japan is on every single day and it's included with your park ticket. So it's not an after hours event or anything. It happens oh. during the day and the evening. So the park runs normally. But then there's added houses, and in the evening, the zombies and stuff come out. Um, <laughs> so you don't have to pay for anything extra, which is, like, to that's me, that's nice. really good value. Yeah. 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 Is the park open later than normal, or is it still just normal operating hours? Uh, normal operating hours. And the biggest reason for that is mainly because of public transportation. Okay. People need to get home. Yeah. Because the trains end around midnight, and everyone needs to like get end back. End. So. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> like they're at their stranded. end destination at midnight. Not oh, wow. you can get on the train at midnight. No, no more trains. Man, that's so <laughs> wild. You can't just go rent a car in Japan. No, and drive you can it around. sleep under a bridge like I might have until they open up in the morning <laughs> and have to go back. You're a bridge person. Please don't sleep I, under a bridge, BK. Listen, you do what you got to do when you're in Osaka City, okay? Like <laughs> it was a rough night, all right. <laughs> Well, don't, don't judge her. <laughs> Thank you. Dad. Well, that, that's fascinating because for me, you know, like in the uh, Halloween Horror Nights, at least in, in Orlando, you know, the parks open sort of up like it's kind of a shorter normal operating hours. Usually closes around like five or six, and then they essentially clear the park and they reopen as Halloween Horror Nights, and it opens. It's like opens at like two a.m. and it feels like a different park. Mm-hmm. Like from like if you're there during the day and then you're there at night, it feels like a radically different park. So that is that is that is kind of interesting that it's all included. And so. With that, it's actually it has all of the the houses as well, and like I mean, are the are the are they big kind of blowout houses like they have in the states? Do you know that? There's a bunch of buildings that they kind of put them all in, and they're kind of tucked away, so you can easily just miss them if you're not looking because we don't have the big facades hmm. like the, like the U.S. parks where you know they're all the these big grand um, things, whereas ours are a little more subtle. Like there will be signage and stuff, but. Um, if a normal guest didn't realize it was going on, they could just look at it and just think, oh, what's that? And then just carry wow. on with their day. Um, but it is kind of weird going through, like, let's say the cult of Chucky House at 10 in the morning. <laughs> it's, it's very strange. You got your Starbucks and just like this little, how, little figures trying to kill you. How scary are they? Because I, anecdotally, I find Japanese horror to be far scarier than American horror. So mm. I would think that, uh, you know, uh, the Japanese... Uh, scare houses would be much much scarier i i guess it depends on who you ask some people say it's really tame some people think it's horrifying um for me i guess it kind of depends they're not doing it this year but they've done stuff with like the ring so you know oh, the, the, the good, no, i want no tomorrow good night i'm good no, no tomorrow you. i'm good you do the ring and the grudge i'm out no the grudge <laughs> do you no yeah. no no <clears throat> i hope they bring it back next year because it's usually it's one of the classic things, but they're they're not doing it this year for because things aren't back to normal here just yet. But what they would do is they would have the ring show, but they would overlay it over the the, the Terminator show because we still have Terminator Two here. Oh my god! So okay. they would have um, I can't remember what her name is in English, but the the woman in the red sh- uh, jacket would come out and do like the whole comedy bit at the start of Terminator Two. Okay, and then uh, everyone would go into the into the theater, and like the Terminator stuff would happen. But with the ring, she would come out and start doing her bit. But then the lights would go out and come back on, and Sadako, the the woman from the ring, would be there, like in her place. <laughs> and would... then we would go into the movie theater, and she would the the woman in red would start again. But then things would change to the ring, like the screen would turn on, and there would be like the big like um, the well. Yeah, and then everything would just be really quiet. You just like hear like these noises. Is it the fly? And she starts coming out, and then she comes out of the screen, <gasps> and it's like this whole thing, and it's like it's it's wonderful, and I, I miss it. 
No, it sounds great. awesome, but also I probably would have pissed myself. Yeah, so that sounds, yeah. that sounds great for you. <laughs> like, that sounds great. That's awesome. That should be every year. But also, I'm so good. Like, no, like, <laughs> no thank you. <laughs> One of the most unique things we have um, here. So I guess a little backstory. So we have uh, scare zones, just like in the U.S. parks, mm -hmm. and some of them are very uniquely Japanese. So... There's this one scare zone that they created a few years ago. It was based off of like the idol groups. So, you know, the big J-pop idols like AKB48, HKT48, like all these big groups. That sounds So they very made this scary. like zombie zone oh, so based cool. off of them. And so you would have like all these cute looking zombies, um, <laughs> but they would have knives. They'd be dripping in blood, their faces mangled whatever um and they would even do uh they haven't done it since you know after everything that's happened in the world a few years but they used to do this mock handshaking event because in japan uh well it's not really a thing anymore but with these idol groups they used to do handshaking events where you got to shake hands with your favorite j-pop mm -hmm. idol like a meet and greet that was you know, okay Okay. Yeah, it was basically a meet and greet but you got to touch them and that, that sounds really weird when you say it out loud <laughs> um there's a reason why they stopped doing it, but um, they were doing that in the park at Universal uh, for a little bit where you could shake the zombie's hand and they would like grab you and pull you in and like stare you down. Like it was a really weird experience, but um, one of them had like a cute teddy bear and this teddy bear had like its eye was eye was out of its socket. Its guts were kind of like hanging out, but the guts were candy, but he was covered in blood. Um, and he just kind of became our icon for Horror Nights. That's okay. Awesome. So this year they made him a big spectacle. So there's like this big stage dance party with his name is Hami Kuma. Hami means to like to to hang, to protrude. So it's like it's talking about his guts hanging out, and Kuma means bear. So like protruding bear, I guess if you want to translate it, like something <laughs> like that. Um and he has this, he, he it's called the Hamikuma Psycho Circus. And all the main, like, leaders of all the scare zones, because every scare zone has a leader, and they come on the stage and they do this dance party. And Hamikuma wants you to put your hands up and everyone's dancing and everything. It's just a, I don't know how else to put it. Like, it's just a very unique experience and everybody loves it here. Everyone eats it up. Um, I have it on YouTube if you're curious as to what it actually looks like. It's it's a very different, I guess, vibe. Is it I was gonna to ask, is it like an idol type show? Like are people cheering like and doing oh, yeah. the thing? And oh my god, I'm I'm about to go watch it now. Oh yeah, BK, we're we're people losing BK to your YouTube channel. I'm sorry. Yeah, you you're my new best friend, Chris. We we need to talk later. <laughs> that I that is cool. That is something uniquely maybe not uniquely, but Universal's done very well where it's like they'll notice something that people kind of like go viral about. You know, like Lil Boo in the States right now. So last year Lil Boo was that little pumpkin mm -hmm. that was kind of looking like I was having a panic attack. The little boo is all over Halloween Horror Nights this year. He's like an unofficial mascot. They made him a body now, and like you can buy little boo on glasses and stuff. And it sounds like that's y'all's version of little boo. I, I, I or maybe that. little boo is our version of that. Oh, we <laughs> don't know. True. When's the timeline? It's true. Mm. Yeah, little boo doesn't have a dance, mm. so not yet. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty rad. They even made uh, merchandise of Hamikuma, and like they have like a little plush keychain. They have a cushion. They have a T-shirt. They have a little like chocolate um thing that you can buy and it's been flying off the shelf like i was lucky enough to get a keychain because they can't keep it in stock people are just going nuts for it <laughs> wow i want one i definitely <laughs> want to need it yeah, jack i need good it all right. all right well we'll find you one for christmas pk <laughs> okay <laughs> man i'm, I'm just uh, yeah i'm I'm fascinated by this. I'm going right now through the Universal Japan uh, just attractions and it's kind of fighting stuff. You guys have Backdraft over there. Yeah, we still have that. That's awesome. Backdraft. <laughs> so Backdraft was a show based off the, the movie Backdraft, which BK, you're a huge fan of, right? I'm, big, I'm not big, a very huge fan of the movie big, that probably existed before I existed. Big Kurt Russell fan. Yeah. it's a, Who is that? Wasn't even a great <sighs> movie, to be honest with Ego you. Ego from Guardians 2. No. Oh yeah, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's it's a it's a movie. It's a movie that's all about firefighters. Turns out one is turn. He's he's lighting stuff on fire. It, oh, backdraft like fires. Makes sense. <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a cool show. It was like it was kind of like. Did you ever do Twister? Write it out. 
The Twister ride? Yes, the, yes. the sort of show ride. Yeah, it's yeah, similar yeah. to that, where it's basically it's the backdrop. It's this this you're watching this warehouse catch fire sure. in front of you, and it's really really cool. And some of the stuff they they learned doing that attraction out in Hollywood, they ended up putting in the mummy attraction. Oh, so okay. like the the, the brain fire the brain stuff? fire that okay. that came from there. Anyway, sorry, I just I got very excited because Backdraft is one of my favorite shows ever. And so Chris, I'm just talking over uh, things that we we're doing here. Uh, Burton Ernie's prop shop game place. Okay, they used to um they used to actually have. Uh, backdraft again this is not something they're doing this year but they've done in previous years where they turn backdraft into a horror house whoa horror house i should be more clear what i say um, <laughs> <laughs> um they would do like they would have like the regular show but then the year i did it um these aliens came and like took over the like they were invading and then we had to run out of the building at the end, out the back into this back lot. And they set up a forest where we were getting basically chased by aliens. And we had to escape into this barrel. Barrel? I don't know what it was. <laughs> Gotta hide this, in the barrel? This thing. We had to go into this thing and we had to enter a code to escape. And they like no one gave us a code. So we're all kind of panicking, <laughs> pressing buttons, trying to like escape because there's like, they're, they're, aliens and stuff are coming through like the back of the room that we're in and then all of a sudden we hear this big bang and water like shot out of the i guess it was a bomb or something i don't know it's like this water <laughs> shot out and like we all got drenched inside this room it's like you died like oh you didn't yeah, make okay. it what and th wait, was, was this part it. of halloween horror nights or was this just yeah it was part of halloween horror okay because that would be a lot more confusing if it was like february you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, why are there aliens why are we wet uh that's Awesome. That's awesome. I, I love that idea of like taking shows and normal attractions that you're used to and just kind of tweaking them a little yeah. bit. And kind of, like there was uh, there was a Halloween Horror Nights uh, um, back in 2005. They did it in in uh, in both parks and in the um, the Poseidon's Poseidon Fury area. That's the yeah. one that has this big water the tunnel water that stuff. you walk through. Jeff will do it at some point. It's never been open. It hasn't been open. They've been <laughs> refurbishing it since I've been dragging you through these. Um, part of the, the house had you going through that tunnel uh, and they had like these creepy like figures and stuff around you and whatnot. But that's kind of cool. I love the idea of taking what you know and adding a little twist to it that is that is so awesome uh tell me a little bit about hollywood dream the ride that just it's a roller coaster and that just sounds awesome uh let's see here an exhilarating ride that's like flying through the sky uh created th uh, through originally uh through the originality and cutting edge technology of university of japan and world's leading roller coaster manufacturer with your chosen soundtrack as backroom background music, oh. an unbelievable thrill will shoot you through. An unbelievable thrill will shoot through your entire body. That sounds yeah. like Rip Ride and Rocket. It sounds like Rip Ride and Rocket. Is it basically a reskinned Rip Ride and Rocket, or is that something different? No, it's basically Rip Ride Rocket, just um, not headache-inducing. <laughs> it's very smooth, but also um, so they have two. I guess two versions of it. You get to pick if you want to go forward or backward. <gasps> what? That's cool. Wow. Is it like the same, so, the track goes the same direction as the cars are yeah. flipped around? Okay. And um, what they usually do, um, this isn't just for Horror Nights, but they also do stuff for Cool Japan as well. They'll put like a special song that's limited time. Oh, okay. That fits the theme of what's going on. So right now it's um, it's this Ratata song by a uh, like J-pop group that is infectious. Like it's just, it's, <laughs> it's very infectious. Um, you said you said J-pop and BK's ears just I'm like, perked. I can see them I'm through her headphones like wondering right now. What is the set list? Like, there's a lot of genres that you can choose from in by Rocket. So I'm like, <laughs> is it the same there? Like, do I get to ride a roller coaster and listen to Hatsune Miku? Like, <laughs> I am ready. Like, well, please. Me meanwhile, you say Ratatata, -ta -ta, and I'm thinking of Missy Elliott. So I don't know what's going on here. Anyway. I'm impressed though with that reference. Thank you. Jeff. I appreciate that. Good. Yeah, if you just go on like Spotify or something and look up, I think uh, J Soul Brothers Ratata. That's the song, and um, it's ridiculous it's yeah it's it's basically the theme song for horror nights for us and it's very i don't know very japanese i guess is the best way to put it. <laughs> to there's a lot of ratatatas so oh man I'm, I'm just looking through the different attractions and there's stuff here that's kind of like it's, it's perking my interest like for example like they the jaws ride still exists in mm -hmm. in japan that's such a good ride it's, it was a fantastic ride it wasn't an opening ride but it opened very very early after they opened up at universal studios uh it is now sitting where harry potter land is sitting or at least mm -hmm. diagon alley is sitting 
Um, and that would be cool to go on. They have the Jurassic Park uh, River Adventure out there as well. But not only that, the big thing that you guys have that no other Universal Park has right now is the Super Nintendo Land, which is so very cool, and I'm so jealous. And I, it's coming to Hollywood pretty soon. I think next year's opening in Hollywood, and we're going to get it in Orlando in 2025 with Epic Universe. But um, that is... That is so cool. Can you tell, talk a little bit about uh, about uh, Super Nintendo World and uh, and kind of your experiences there? It's like walking into your childhood. That's probably <laughs> the best way to put it. Um, when I first walked in there, no word of a lie, I started to tear up because it it just felt like it just felt like childhood. Like they <laughs> nailed it Aww. so good with the the music, the aesthetic, everything. It it feels like you're honestly walking into a Mario game. It's phenomenal the the job they did with this. What if you only had a Sega Master System? Is it going to be a Road Rash world you can yeah, go to, or Space Harrier world, yeah. and Shinobi world? No, I, I I've done everything I can to see a, a lot of the land without spoiling it massively. Like, um, so the the super the Mario Kart Racer game uh, or the the ride the attraction there that is one of the coolest technological advances I've ever seen in a, in a theme park where you can actually keep track of your scores and get better and there's achievements you can get in the game it's it's a slow moving ride jeff where you sit on it and you've got a mario helmet on that has an it has uh altered reality goggles so his ar goggles on so you ride through it and there's stuff around you but then you see stuff that's not actually there and you're essentially playing a game while riding this attraction really yeah and you keep track of it i mean can it, chris you can probably explain it a whole lot better than i could it feels like you are in mario kart um it is a like it is a little slow but obviously there's going to be like limitations with that you can't have people going 60 miles an hour right we can't a, get no 200 cc in this park right that's going to be a lot of problems i didn't sign that waiver <laughs> but yeah it's i think it's really cool that um you get to keep your like keep your score because you have to buy the power-up band to do that and it keeps track of that and uh the whole achievement system with it so there's a lot of um like how do i put it like replayability mm -hmm. rewritability whatever term you want to use for that <laughs> um because i know for me usually with attractions you know if i go to the parks i'll ride it once per visit i'm like okay i'm good right with mario kart's like no i want to do this again i'm going to go back in that single rider and i want to beat my last score or <laughs> there's this achievement that i'm trying to get and i want to go back and do it again so that was very smart on their part they really like dug into the whole gamer mindset with that yeah. which is i guess not surprising it's nintendo <laughs> yeah i mean it's fantastic and, and universal worked very closely with nintendo to put all this stuff together i mean the 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 realism you walk in i, I mean if i said you're going to drop into super mario world it feels like that you see yeah. the coins spinning and you mentioned the power bands that is one thing i'm curious about so you can go and buy a power band. It's, I want to say it's like 30 bucks or so or something. And basically it's it's a it's kind of like an Apple watch about that size. And then there is stuff in the parks that you can actually interact with inside the Super Nintendo world. So they're like question blocks you can hit and then you'll get like uh, like power ups and stuff. Is that right, Chris? Yeah, you'll collect coins and random items that are attached to your account. You can look at it in the in the universal app so you can see what you've collected. That's so cool. And, and now give me a tell me if I'm wrong, but isn't there an area that you can actually collect a certain amount of things or uh, like certain pieces of something? And there's a whole area you need to collect things in order to get to like it's, it's kind of blocked off unless you actually have acquired the, the correct materials. Is that is that a thing that's true or my did I dream that? Nope, that's true. There's um, uh, Koopa Jr. Bowser Jr. Um, so he has like a little lair and to get into the lair, you have to collect three uh three keys and there's five mini games that you could potentially get these keys from so you have to have a power-up band to do this obviously and uh yeah you can play these mini games and the mini games actually increase in difficulty depending on how many times you've played it as well <laughs> so it keeps track of all that stuff wow which i think is really cool like there's a couple there's one i can't remember what the name is called swamp block panic i think where we have to hit like all these panels on a wall underground and um i played it so many times it got to the point where i was even failing at it i'm like this is hard like, how is a five-year-old gonna do this i can't do this like what's going on um so i think that like that's pretty cool and i don't think a lot of people realize that 
actually happens. See that that's stuff that I would dive into immediately. I would spend all day just trying to do all that stuff oh, and collecting sure. all the things. Now, now I am curious though, because um I've been I'm I'm the super nerd that watches all the vlogs. So I'm watching you know Alicia Stellan theme park stop and you know all, all of the all the different various uh theme park vloggers. And you know they recently added the new magic bands out of Disney. They added like the magic band plus or whatever. And as part of that it's it's like a new one that you can kind of like track stuff with Jeff. So like it attaches to your phone and like you can do stuff with it like the uh, the big golden statues you can make they make noise and you collect them whatever blah 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 there is a game at batsu which is the the star wars area of of disney's hollywood studios there's a bounty hunter game where you go and you get a bounty you have to track down your bounty find it behind a door and then return to the like the bounty master and then he'll give you another mission it sounds awesome, but at least the first week or so of it, there was just a giant line of people waiting to get bounties from people or from the <laughs> from the bounty hunter. So literally, it's like a line like fifty people deep waiting to get to the guy in order to get, to get their next challenge. Sounds like holocron farming in Star Wars Galaxy. I remember this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So do you? I mean, is that a thing that you encounter when you're out at uh, in Universal Japan, like in the Super Nintendo world? Because I'm curious when it comes to the states, is it going to be a thing like, all right, I have to get in line and wait to do my thing? Like you see in Harry Potter world, like the kids doing the magic wand stuff. It's like, okay, I'll, I'm going to watch you do it. Cool. Now I'm going to step on the thing and I'm going to do it. Cool. And now the person behind me, they're going to do It's like, is it like that? Or is it more kind of anyone can kind of pop up and jump into it? Um, when it comes to like the mini game stuff, there's a lot of cues for okay. that. Um, but there are like random blocks and stuff that anyone can just walk up to and hit. And there's also like hidden achievements around, um, around the area. Like there's like the, there's Mario emblems that are hidden like, in the walls and stuff like you kind of have to look for them and if you tap your band a little 8-bit character will show up like above the symbol and like those are achievements like they're they're outside they're in buildings and so you have to like look around for them um there's binoculars to look through and somehow it tracks it it, it knows that you're looking through it if you have your power-up band on um because i guess because of rfid or whatever um so you can look through the binoculars and then that's like all like AR stuff as well, so you can see like Koopa Troopas flying like through the air. So if you kind of like angle it right, you can kind of see like into Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So you can kind of see like <laughs> things flying over Hogwarts Castle, which is kind of funny. Um, sight lines, right? <laughs> yeah, I IP blending. That's always a fun thing. Now I, I'm curious. So when this comes to the states, because we're again we're just a few months away from it coming to Hollywood and a couple of years away from it coming to Orlando. I'm curious how Americans are going to handle that. You know, like, like oh, totally. I get to, I get to hit things we're in the park. We're going to handle it like Americans. We're going to break it. I know. That's that's the scary thing. I mean, do you, do you, Chris, do you feel like it's, like, robust enough to, to handle, uh, you know, Americans smashing into it? Or do you feel like it, this is not going to go well over here in the States? I think the U.S. will be a good stress test <laughs> to see what happens. It's a very diplomatic um, way of saying that. <laughs> I mean, I think it'll do fine. I think people here are a little more gentler with mm. things. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I do see, like, children hitting them as hard as they can. But, you know, it's children. Children aren't going to... Yeah, kids aren't strong. I don't strong. think they're going to break it. Yeah. His but name is... Knows, it, like, if a, and, and here, uh, children is named Jeff. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, Jack, Jack, you mentioned IP blending earlier. So, something that I'm curious about is a, a lot of uh, attractions in the American theme parks... Uh, are built around whatever the hot new IP is at, at the moment, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Now there's like seven different Guardians of the Galaxy rides, apparently. Uh, how do, how does that stuff translate over to Japan? Are there big IPs that come in that they think it's going to be like, you know, How to Train Your Dragon will be a huge, uh, a, a, a huge thing here in Japan, and then it just lands with a dud, and it just doesn't connect with them culturally, and they're like, nah, we're not into this. I think um, at this point now, like the theme parks have been here for so long, like Universal is over 20 years old now. Yeah. They they initially brought over all these like big IPs from the West, like, you know, Jaws, Backdraft. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's, it's weird um, to me that Backdraft is still there and going because it is long past cultural viability yeah. here in America, you know. Very much, yeah. Um, but I think at this point now, especially with uh, Universal, Universal knows its audience mm -hmm. very well that they kind of just ignore what the other the outside world is doing so yeah. to speak um especially with like their cool japan event um they bring the hottest like anime yes. video game franchises like actually i think just today they started um a 4d attraction for jujutsu kaisen oh, so cool which is like one of the 
big animes right now. And they just finished Cool Japan, which had Attack on Titan. We yep. had a VR coaster with that. Um, we've had uh, Demon Slayer. We've had Final Fantasy, Monster Hunter. Um, like we like Japan has a really big repertoire of their own creations that mm-hmm. I feel like they really don't need to look elsewhere. Yeah, really. Are there other parks that we haven't heard of that are just as big as Universal and Disney in Japan? Um, no, but I think that's going to change in probably two months when the Ghibli theme park opens. Ooh, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. So I've actually I've I've done a little bit of research on this, and it seems like there's not going to be as many like roller coasters, big kind of pieces like that. It feels like Japan when they say park, they mean like literal park. It's like you can go and like you know have picnics and stuff. And it feels like Ghibli's going to lean more towards that. I could be way off on that, but it feels like there's more like set pieces where you can go kind of enjoy. Like here's an awesome looking structure that looks like something from the movie as opposed to get on this roller coaster. And I am, I am I way off base on that, Chris, or does that sound about right? No, that's that's exactly right. Yeah, nailed it. It's a it's I guess it's more of a immersive experience that you get. You can feel like you're actually in parts of these Ghibli films that are so beloved like around the world. So it's going to be a very different experience. And I'm really looking forward to it. I actually we were able to win the lottery to get tickets to go. So oh, wow. We'll be going wow. in November. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. So cool. I'm going to be all up on your social medias and YouTube. Like, I am so <laughs> jealous. Like, uh, I, and the food, bro, the food is going to be so awesome. I it know. has to be. <laughs> I just want a soot sprite. If 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 they make like little little plushy little plushy oh, soot sprites, please. yeah, Chris, I'll, I'll lean or on you so you can mail us. from Mononoke. Oh, <laughs> I would love one. What is your favorite film? My favorite film, I like Nausicaa, Valley of the Wind. Really, I haven't seen. Yeah, that uh, but Spirited Away is probably top top three. Hmm. How about you, Jack? Um, I I like Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah, I'm a Kiki fan. Yeah, that one's pretty great. Porco Rosso. Yeah, I don't think Evan gets a lot of credit. Yeah, but. Um, well, but, okay, but before we get too far away from uh, from Universal stuff, I do want to ask about Halloween Horror Nights. So can you tell us a little bit about what's going on with Halloween Horror Nights over there right now um, this year? Because I know like some, it, it feels like some of the houses will make the jump over to, to Japan, but it feels like you guys have a lot of cool, unique ones. Anything especially neat this Standouts. year? Standouts. Yeah. Um, so usually, so this is the first time we've had it back in three years, so we're not quite back to normal mm-hmm. so to speak so we usually have more houses than we typically do okay but uh we have three this year my my favorite is uh resident evil so we have a yes. resident evil house and it feels like a video game so it's pretty interactive so how it works is so it's based this one is based off of resident evil 2 the remake oh wow so awesome when you go it i guess it, it's essentially two houses you get to pick either the leon route or the claire oh, route just like really god so cool so depending on the side you pick, it's a different experience. And of course, if you pick the Leon route, spoilers, you might see Leon. Ooh. <laughs> and there's also like, there's a puzzle element to it um, where, cause there's like police, police officers that kind of hurry you through the house because everything's like in a panic. And it is, it's, it is a little intense. Cause there's like zombies coming up down the hallway behind you to kind of get you to move quicker. Things coming out of the windows. There's, Liquor shows up a few times. <laughs> oh, oh. I think that's new. <laughs> and then um, Nemesis does show up. Um, or Tyrant, I think. Yeah, Tyrant. Tyrant. Mr. X, yeah, I think, Tyrant. is like yeah. the more accurate. going to give it to you. Um, and then they'll have, like, there's a code that you have to kind of memorize as you're running through everything. So, like, uh, one of the police officers will, like, shine a light on a bloody cardboard box, and there's two letters on it or two numbers. And they kind of say, like, oh, is this important? I don't know, but we got to go. And then you start running and then you get to another place. And then one of the police officers shines another light like, oh, there's something on the wall here. I don't know what that means. Oh, God, there's monsters like there's zombies coming. We got to go. We got to go. And then you run and then you finally get to the like this other part where you got to use the code. And then there's also an interactive part with um, guns and all of this decides if you live or die at the end. <laughs> Make your end, choice. It, it's. It's just like at the game uh, uh, for the game, it gives you a like a score at the end for your group. Like, did you get SS or A 
Or did you live? Did you die? Oh, wow. So it's like, it's pretty intense. So, uh, so I'm assuming, I'm assuming over there, like you're, you go in batches. So, and like in the States and the Halloween Horror Nights houses, it's just like a constant stream of people going through. But I like the idea of like, all right, here's a group of like, how, how many in a group that are going at a time typically? Uh, for this one, I think it was eight, seven or eight people. Oh, wow. That's super manageable. Man. And it, like, are the lines like out of control or is it kind of like people are just used to it and then they, the orderly queue? Um, people are pretty much used to it for this one in particular. Um, they do like a timed entry ticket, so you don't have to wait in the line. You just, nice. um, as long as you get to the park early enough, you can open up the app and then just get a ticket like for a certain time. And it's it's free. Like it's like you don't pay for extra unless you buy the express pass. But I think it's great. I, I love it. <laughs> that's that's so cool. What I happens? Did it, like four, five times. What happens if you die? <laughs> you die in real life. Uh, you get that classic screen that shows up. <gasps> oh, oh, really? So cool. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh man, I, we got. I want to go so bad. I know. I wanted to go. To, I started this podcast to go to Japan. Now I'm like, uh, Chris is just making me want to go to Japan that much more, man. And oh, there's one thing. But before we're, we're kind of wrapping it up now, but there's one thing you guys have at Tokyo Disney, uh, the Tiki Room over there. So oh, yeah. that Tiki Room in in Tokyo Disney, that's the one with Stitch, right? Yeah, yeah, we have Stitch in that one. Is, oh my gosh, that. So BK, do you know about this? No, I no, I don't. Okay, you know the tiki room, right? Yes, the tiki, yes. Tiki, tiki, tiki in the tiki, tiki room. So it like you know they like they, they had in in Florida they had under new management where they had Iago and Zazu yes, who did. Yes, I remember that. And it was horrible. And then they've now they brought back the old classic one. So the one in Tokyo, they initially had the the original one, but they've then they altered it and now they have Stitch there. So Stitch is part of the show and he like comes out and like sings songs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? What, who That's who so even exciting. are you? That's so exciting. They, how did you just pull that out? Who knew? <laughs> Multi hyphenate. <laughs> All right, okay, so sorry, sorry, Chris. I was I was just thinking of, of stuff in Japan that's awesome and that I want to check well, out. That's, you're check excited out. about Stitch. I'm excited about the whole Atlantis ride that's over there, but you won't talk about that, no, Jack. I need to talk about that. Uh, so, okay, Chris, as a final thing for you, tell us three things that we should experience. If we manage to go to Japan, manage to go to, to Tokyo or Tokyo Disney Sea, uh, you know, Disneyland Japan and Universal Universal Japan, yeah, what sure. what are three things that we absolutely have to must check out? Jeff has to qualify it more. Only if you want to. He's not your boss. He can't make you do this. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what are three things we have to check out that's unique to those parks that are nowhere like, else? So I guess, well, for Disney, I would say, uh, for an attraction, definitely Journey to the Center of the Earth and Sinbad. Ooh. I know those are two things. Sinbad, I'm wrap up into oh one. my god, um, so cool! Those are two attractions you definitely have to experience. Yeah. Um, for Universal, Halloween Horror Nights for sure because it's it's so different here, and I think it's very wonderful. Um, and of course, all the popcorn flavors. Oh yeah, that's both right. like Universal and Disney. Popcorn flavors. You got to try them. There's so many different ones. It's ridiculous how many popcorn flavors we have. <laughs> yeah, Pop, that, popcorn a pretty big deal over there. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. and our, our our popcorn game, our popcorn bucket game Ooh. is strong. Yeah, that's that's Probably where the best. All, all the popcorn bucket things that started in Japan. Now, like people are waiting six hours to get a figment popcorn bucket oh, at Epcot. Right. That all began in Japan, and yeah, like kind of like you know, like Disneyland out in California, it's like churros are the big thing, right? Yeah. And it's like, but yeah, in, in in Japan, it's all popcorn stuff. You know, I had my first churro in Japan. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. That was, it was at the breakfast bar at our hotel. <laughs> and Millie and I were both like, oh, I've heard of these. And we finally ate them. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's that's wild. You, you have a... a Fell in love with churros in Tokyo. You have yeah. a Mexican delicacy in Japan. <laughs> Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. Well, well, Chris, thank you so very much for for joining us on Annual Pass today. It's been it's been a pleasure talking to you, and I I cannot wait to get out to Japan and actually go see some of these attractions and ride some of these rides. If anybody wants to watch some of Chris Chris's stuff, go to TDR Explorer over on YouTube. You guys can follow him on Twitter. It's TDR Explorer on Twitter, right, Chris? Yeah, it's TDR Explorer everywhere. I'm I'm pretty much everywhere. You can't escape me. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. And Excellent. if Jack finds himself in in Japan and wants to link up with you to go uh, check out theme parks, it's okay if you're busy that day. We understand. <laughs> 
Okay. Noted. Uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, that's going to do it for uh, today's episode of Annual Pass. But before we wrap up here, don't forget, we always ask you guys a question of the audience, and then we'll do what we're doing our live stream. I think we're doing our next one mid-October-ish, and we're going to go through some of our questions, talk about the answers, and whoever uh, the answers we go through, we're going to pick some, and we're going to mail you guys an autographed theme park map. So the question for today for you to answer in the comments over at roosterteeth.com is what attraction would you go to in Japan? It could be any park. What's the one attraction you absolutely want to go to? It can be one of the ones we talked about today. It can be one you know about that we didn't talk about. Just let me know what would you go to and just make me feel more jealous about all the amazing people who have gotten to Japan and <laughs> I haven't yet. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and answer that over at roosterteeth.com and we'll go through, pull down some answers and uh, and get to it. And uh, guys, did Jeff, did you feel like you learned anything today? I do. I learned a lot. Yeah. Oh, I do have one more question if I'm allowed oh, to yeah, ask we're, 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 Chris is still here. He hasn't left. Go ahead. Just out of curiosity, Chris, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, if we're, I understand. Uh, we're past the allotted time. But I'm curious, are theme parks, like, would you say less of a big deal, exactly as big of a deal, or a bigger deal than they are in, in America and the Western world? I would say they're a bigger deal here. Mm -hmm. Wow. Interesting. They really are. That's kind of, I was kind of hoping that that was the answer. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. <laughs> well, are, are there fewer parks in general? Like, I mean, obviously you have your Disney and Universal. Like, are there, you know, we have Six Flags here in like, you know, your Great America. Like, th things are kind of like, scattered about. So it's like, you're never too far away from a park. Is it just, are there fewer out there? We have, like, we have quite a few. Like, we have roller coaster parks. Oh, Like, okay. we have some, like, we have Fuji Q Highland. Mm -hmm. Oh, we didn't even talk is, about Fuji Q. Has... Oh my gosh. That's the one with the, the one that breaks your ribs. Get I don't want my ribs to be broken. <laughs> I want Jeff's ribs to be broken, though. It'll be fun. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So parks out there, like roller coaster parks. Mm, yeah, we have we have a lot of those things. We have a Spanish theme park. Um, I think it's called España or something like that. Um, we also have like um, there's this a theme park called Egamura, which is in Kyoto. And it's where they would film um, like samurai movies. Yeah. And it's kind of like, it's almost like our version of Universal where it was a movie set first, then they turned it into a theme park. Oh, wow. So you can go back into like the you know, Edo period Japan. That's so, so cool. Awesome. Pretty cool. Very cool. There's like Man. a big theme park room back in, in, in Japan a long time ago. That's why Spirited Away is based off of the that boom and all these abandoned theme parks that used to exist over oh, there yeah, that's what it's, I, it's really cool didn't so. even think about that. yeah that's totally she sneaks in through the wall yeah right? yeah. yeah so it's based off like real life and stuff so it used to be a big thing over there and um yuzaki was like super obsessed with it oh that's so cool well bk do you, did you learn anything today yes i learned that i i i, I want to go there really bad. <laughs> <laughs> thank you chris though for like you know, like itching that, uh, scratching that itch is how you actually say it. I, 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 <laughs> I'm just scratch, overwhelmed. Yeah. yeah, I'm very overwhelmed. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again, Chris, for joining us today. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening and watching Annual Pass. It really does mean the world to me that you guys watch this and listen to this. And I love all the comments. I read everything you guys post. Make sure to follow us over on social media. We're annual underscore pass over on Twitter and Instagram. Annual Pass Pod on TikTok, YouTube.com slash Annual Pass. If you want to see our pretty faces. Or at least, at least BK and Jeff's pretty face, and I'm also here. So, uh, but yeah, check that out and make sure to let your friends know because these podcasts live and die based on word of mouth. So please tell everybody about it. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for watching. We will see you next time. Stay safe. Talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.